If you're going to compete, do it on service, not on price. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoiceam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, looking forward to diving into another episode filled with advice, practical, actionable advice that can help you to grow your voiceover business. That's what it's all about here with the VOpreneur Podcast. Before we dive into this week's episode, a couple of things that I want to remind you. First and foremost, never miss an episode ever again. Make sure that you subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. And please take a minute to leave a review. I truly do appreciate those reviews, and they do help other people to find the podcast. I also want to encourage you to check out our website at veopreneur.com, where you can listen to every episode of the podcast, go all the way back through the archives. But you can also shop for some Veopreneur swag. Pick up a t-shirt, pick up a hoodie, pick up something for yourself that's going to make you stand out when you are traveling to Veo Atlanta at the end of the month. So make sure you check that out at veopreneur.com and click on to the shop button. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about customer service. And this is stemming from the kitchen renovation that I am in the middle of right now. And some of you may be familiar with my kitchen renovation because maybe you've seen some of the pictures that I have shared on Facebook. This is one of those deals where a basic kitchen renovation, and I understand that there's probably no such thing as a basic kitchen renovation, but what started out to be a simple kitchen renovation has spiraled into one problem, opening up another problem, leading way to another problem, causing another problem, helping us to discover yet another problem, and so on and so forth, to the point where I almost feel like I am ripping the main floor of my house back to the joists and the studs and the trusses, and kind of just having to start all over again. Definitely not the way that I intended this to go, but... At the same time, once I have identified problems, I got to fix them. I got to make them right. I want everything to be right. But this kitchen renovation has been interesting right from the get-go. Now, a lot of the work I'm able to do myself, and there are some things here and there that I have had to outsource, but the one primary thing that you need to outsource for a kitchen renovation, or at least that I do because I'm not a cabinet maker, was, of course, the making of our kitchen cabinets. And so as part of that process, I reached out to four different kitchen companies and had four very interesting experiences as a result of that. So the first company that I went to came highly recommended. I had done a lot of research on Google. I read Yelp reviews. I read Facebook reviews. I saw their signs all over in the community where I live. And admittedly, one of the things that made them stand out to me was that orange was part of their branding color. And so I figured, you know what? Anybody that uses orange in their branding, 
this has got to be a company that is probably worth checking out. So based on all of these great Yelp reviews and great Facebook reviews and the color orange, I decided to jump onto their website and they offered an option on their website to schedule an in-home consultation. Uh, very similar to when you book a coaching session with me. You see my available calendar, you pick a date, you pick a time, boom, there we go. Everything's set up and ready to go. So that's what I did. Jump onto their website, pick a date, pick a time, get the thing scheduled, receive a confirmation email letting me know that the appointment has been scheduled. And I figure, okay, we're ready to go. They're going to come to our home for an in-home consultation, an opportunity for us to talk about the things that we want in the kitchen. They can maybe give us some ideas or whatever the case may be. So I'm very much looking forward to this in-home consultation. Uh, made a couple of changes in my own schedule to accommodate the in-home consultation that was going to happen. It was scheduled for about a week from the day that I made the appointment on the website. So time passes by and the day comes for the in-home consultation. And I wait and I wait and I wait and I wait and nobody shows up. Nobody shows up, not a call, not an email, not a text, nothing. Nobody shows up for the in-home consultation. Well, right off the bat, I am now already frustrated because I don't like it when people waste my time. So this is not a great way to hook me as a customer out of the gate, but I will always give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they give me a reason to not. And so I decided that I would wait and see what happened. Reached out to find out what was going on, and I got a text at midnight that night informing me that they had missed the in-home consultation. To which, of course, I'm like, seriously, you need to tell me that you missed it? I'm quite aware that you forgot to show up to my house. At that point, he's apologetic and I decide, hey, I'm going to forgive him, give him another chance, right? So he lays out a list of date and times that he has available for the in-home consultation and asks me to choose from one of those dates and times. So I picked one of the dates and times and I figured, okay, we're good to go. So yet again, I go into my calendar. I adjust my schedule to accommodate for it. My wife makes sure that she's going to be home from work so that we have an opportunity to meet with this person. I send the information off and then I do not hear anything back for a week and a half. After all of the available dates and times that he had given me were now passed. At which point, my response to him when he is apologetic a second time is, you know what, because you can't even respond to my messages, I assume that you are not interested in my business. I want to thank you for your time. I'm going to consult with a couple other kitchen design companies. And if things don't work out with any of those, then maybe I'll get back in touch with you. I tried not to be rude, but I wanted to make a point. And my point was basically, Look, man, your customer service just lost you this opportunity. Kitchen company number two, I made a phone call to, they were not even willing to have a conversation with me until October. Now, keep in mind, this is February when I made the call. They were not even willing to chat with me until October, which I, of course, took as a blow off. I take this as, okay, you don't need my business. You don't want my business. So, you're just going to give me some completely ridiculous response in hopes that I will just move on to the next, which is exactly what I did. And I understand that these companies can be busy and, and that's all well and good. But if you don't want the job, just tell me straight up you don't want the job. Like, don't fart around. Don't waste my time. And the downside for this approach, I guess that you could call it, 
is that now if somebody comes to me and says, hey, can you tell me about Kitchen Company B? I'm going to say, well, this was my experience and it wasn't a good one. And so by blowing me off in that way, they've likely just cost themselves potential referral opportunities. Now we go to Kitchen Company C. Kitchen Company C, I had a phone call with and we had some discussions back and forth. I talked about some of the different things that I was interested in having in the kitchen. Um, They asked me if I could send them some rough measurements and if I could send some pictures of the space and they were going to get back to me with the design. And they said it would be, you know, maybe about a week or so and they'd get back to me with a, a rough layout of the design. Okay, fine, fair. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. This is another company that came highly recommended. Uh, one of my good friends had used this company in the past for his kitchen. So I thought, all right, good to go. So two weeks passed. I don't hear anything back. So I send another email and wait a day or two and don't hear anything. And then I make another phone call and don't get a response right away. And a day or two later, they finally return my phone call and I ask them what's going on. And they said, oh, you know, we, we're, we're going to get on that. And, and then about a week later, I get a phone call from somebody and he sends me a text of a pencil scribbling that he literally drew out like 10 seconds before he called me. And this is this is three and a half weeks after the fact, after our initial conversation. And at that point, again, I honestly felt like this is a company that's not interested in my business. Like this is a company, maybe they're really busy. Maybe they got enough other jobs going on right now. But if that's the case, again, I just want you to be honest with me. I just want you to have enough respect for me as a customer to say, you know what, we're really busy right now and we just don't have the ability to take on your project. I would so much rather you just do that than you fart around and you waste my time. Now, Kitchen Company D. This is the fourth of the kitchen companies that we reached out to. Returned every phone call and email within 24 hours. They were extremely prompt and they were extremely thorough. They were incredibly friendly. They did everything that they said they were going to do. They met every deadline that they said they were going to meet. They gave us pictures, renderings, ideas. They took our information and our feedback and adopted them. They brought us into their showroom and and had a meeting. And I finally had a conversation where I said, look, I want to give you guys the job. The budget that they gave for doing our cabinets was somewhere between five and $10,000 higher than everybody else that we had spoke with at this point. But for me, now, it wasn't about price. For me now, my primary concern was customer service because I'm about to blow up the most used, probably one of, if not the most important rooms in my house. And I don't want to find myself in a situation where I'm working with a bad contractor. And I'm not saying that these other three companies are bad. But what I'm saying is that the way they conducted business with me up to that point set off enough red flags for me that it made me nervous. So I told Kitchen Company D that they were getting the job. And when I said, would you like to know why you got the job? And she said, yeah, sure, we'd we'd love to know why we got the job. And I said, because you returned my phone calls and you answered my emails. And she says, well, well, isn't that just business 101? And I said, you'd think that it would be business 101. But evidently, in the kitchen design space at least, this is not necessarily business 101 because I had a heck of a time even getting phone calls and emails returned from some of the other companies that I reached out to. You guys were thorough. You were prompt. You paid attention to the details. You got the job done. 
And even though your quote was quite a bit higher than what some of the other companies were, and it is going to make me have to reevaluate my budget in other areas, you've earned my business because of your good service. So by doing what they assumed was business 101, they have now got the job to do my kitchen renovation. And it's not a small amount of money to do the cabinets and design for my kitchen. Money that could have went to somebody else if they had done things as simple as answered emails, returned phone calls, been prompt, been thorough, and been respectful. Now, you're probably wondering, what the heck does this all have to do with voiceover? Well, the point that I want to make today is a really important one. There's a lot of competition out there in the voiceover space. The barriers to entry to this business are so low now that you can literally go out and you can buy a cheap laptop computer and a cheap USB microphone, and you can pay a couple hundred dollars for a casting site, and you can market yourself as a professional voice actor. Whether you are or you aren't, that's debatable. That's another topic for another day. But my point is the barriers to entry are so low that it has created a much broader competition base. There are multiple casting sites that are trying to get jobs for voice actors. There are many, many agencies that are trying to get jobs for voice actors. There are voice actors that are like you, the VOpreneur, that's out there doing their own marketing. And there are a lot of us that are doing our own marketing, which creates competition. So there's all these different competing factors to get voiceover work. And the number one default response to try to win the job is price. When voice actors are trying to compete, 95% of the time, they compete on price. And this is what is driving the race to the bottom. We consult the GBAA rate guide or we consult the gravy for the brain rate guide and we see, okay, well, this is what the industry average is. But you know what? If I did it for half of that price, I'd still be making more money than if I was working at a regular nine to five job. So I'm doing all right. So I'm going to go for it. And so they compete on price. That's what drives sites like Fiverr because they are competing on price. They are taking the value in the work that we do and reducing it to a discounted dollar store number. They're competing on price. For me, with my kitchen renovation, obviously I had a budget that I was trying to stick to. I had a number in my head that I wanted to try to get everything done for. But the level of service that I got from the fourth company was so high It made me feel so respected and so cared for as a customer that I was willing to add a couple extra zeros to that budget in order to work with them and know that I can have peace of mind. This is a company that doesn't need to compete on price because where they are winning is on customer service. And I think that as voice actors, there's a valuable lesson in there for us to learn. Rather than constantly try to compete on price, we need to learn how to compete on service. That means answering emails quicker than your competition. That means answering phone calls quicker than your competition. That means turning projects around maybe quicker than your competition and probably quicker than the 
asked for or requested deadline. Delivering things fast, delivering things professional, not nickel and diming them over every little thing, not worrying about the PayPal fees, for example, but just eating that as a cost of doing business and offering a valuable service to your customers. It's not sweating the small stuff. When they come back and ask for that one word to get changed, it's not charging them an entirely new session fee for that one word. It's just being human and taking care of your customers. I really didn't think that there would be a whole lot of value in an episode like this. Like, I really, I just felt like this is, it's stuff that doesn't need to be said. But my experience with this kitchen renovation tells me that, you know what? Maybe it does need to be said. Maybe it's something that we do need to be reminded about. Because just like when I awarded the job to the fourth company, and they said to me, you mean we got the job because we did the business 101 stuff? Well, yeah. But 75% of the companies that I got quotes for didn't do the business 101 stuff. So let me ask you, are you doing the business 101 stuff? Rather than just trying to compete on rates alone, rather than trying to land the job because you can be cheaper than the next guy, why don't you try to land the job because you're better than the next guy? Why don't you try to land the job because you offer higher quality value, higher quality voiceover, higher quality service, higher quality sound, a higher quality experience? Compete in the service and quality department, not in the rates department. Because I'll tell you what, there are always going to be people that are looking for bargain basement discounts. And that is not just in the voiceover space. That goes in the kitchen space. It goes in the automotive space. It goes in any space where you can find a way to spend money. There's always going to be the bargain basement. But price isn't the ultimate deciding factor for everyone. Some people just want to know that they're working with someone that they can trust. Some people just want to know that they're working with someone who's responsible. Someone who cares as much about the project as they do. Someone who cares about the deadlines, who cares about the end client. Someone who just wants to do great work and be great to work with. And let me tell you something, people will pay a premium for that. And I don't mean that you start charging more than what you should, but my point is when you are delivering that caliber of service, you're not going to have to compete on price. And the clients that are trying to force you to compete on price, they're probably not the clients that you want to be working with anyway. So do a little bit of business 101 this week. Answer your emails a little quicker and a little more friendly. Answer those phone calls or return those phone calls a little quicker and a little more friendly. When the client asks for you to deliver it in 48 hours, deliver it in 12. Just because you can. Because it's possible. Because you don't want to make them wait. If they ask you if you could fix that one word, just go back and fix the word. Don't make it difficult. Don't make a big deal out of it. Provide them with great service. Become a trusted partner. That is how you are going to develop relationships with clients that are going to last for the long term. 
The clients that I have working with me that have been working with me for five years, six years, seven years, eight years, 10 years, they're not clients that I ever won on price. They're clients that I have won on consistent, high-value service. You can do the same for your business. So be like Kitchen Company D. Take great care of your customers, and your customers will take great care of you. Guys, before we wrap this one up, I want to remind you that VoiceOver Marketing Playbook version 2.0 is going to be opening up for enrollment again next month. It is going to drop from April 14th to the 24th, 2020, and that is going to be your next opportunity to get in on the playbook. This is the everything you need to know about marketing marketing course that you have been waiting for. A video course that you can get instant access to that is going to teach you how to find your own leads, nurture those relationships, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you need to be. I'm going to teach you how to find those great clients so that you can take great care of them so that you don't have to compete on price. Once again, the playbook is going to be available from April 14th through the 24th, 2020. So mark that one down on your calendar. And if you want to be reminded, go to voiceovermarketingplaybook.com so that you will not miss out when Playbook becomes available again. Don't forget to subscribe to the Everyday Vopreneur podcast so that you never have to miss another one of these episodes again. Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Sign up and never miss an episode. And thank you so much for leaving your reviews. And of course, check out the website and the Shop Now button at vopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.